This is Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. What a beautiful view we have here today, nestled in the Los Angeles Football Club Performance Center, looking out. Glorious day here in the, uh, could you call it the East Valley? No. No, well, you you in the valley. It's not the and valley. You, you I, we're in Alhambra, the, which is you kind of the valley of Los Angeles out across like just many many time the, zones almost. We're in the LAFC dominant corridor that goes from Alhambra yeah, we're in all East the way L- down in, to southern downtown. We are in East LA. We are just east of downtown. East LA, but it's it's got valley heat in here. You oh might, yeah. On a Monday, you could be somewhere where it's sixty degrees. Here, it's like 70, 75. Okay, I'll give you that, Max. Thank that, you very that much. Is fair. Vince Larosa, Max Brettles. We're back. When was the last time we did a pod? Uh, 2019? 2019. 2019. Is that a good dad? That's like a dad joke, right? Yeah, that's, that is a dad <laughs> joke. And, but it is accurate. It was uh, yeah, but 100 accurate as all dad jokes are. A little bit before, uh, somewhere in the festive season. Was our draw or less? No. No, I think we did something. No, afterwards. we did. We did something afterwards. But it's great to be here, and uh, training has begun. LAFC, one of the clubs, because of their participation, the Concacaf Champions League start. A week earlier, so they're they're getting in there, and it's been it's been great to watch a good level of intensity. Some of the younger players, obviously the draft picks, academy players, everyone getting a, a chance here to rub shoulders with the likes of Carlos Vela and a lot of the first teamers. But you certainly felt it when you got in here. There's no there's no uh, easing in process. Yeah, I mean, for those that just to give get an idea of what we're doing, Max and I are both looking at the training pitch. Thankfully, because we have our little uh, mobile recorder. Um, yes. but, but they're no longer training because Max and I had to watch training. Yes. I think it was riveting to talk over it would have been silly because yeah. they were they were it was training. It's, this is not like we're we're moving in slowly. We're still high fiving each other. They're, they're getting at it. Yeah, and LAFC always. I've always you know I've been to a lot of trainings. Uh, most of the ones I've seen from European teams are in their off season, so they're here. So there is not that level of intensity. So you can certainly I'm sure in, in their uh, when they're training in the midst of their season, it's a lot different. You know, but I've seen a lot of you know national teams and things, and you know I put LAFC in the level of that 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 training and intensity way up there, and I think it's great. It served them very well, and here it's just a you know a reminder that it's still a few weeks before you play a competitive game. You have some friendlies coming up, but it's a it, it, it's it's time to get really as close to that mid middle of the season feeling as you can. Yeah, you have to hit the ground running, and I think it's gotten overused because it's become such like a. Uh, top line thing for people where you have training sessions where you say there's there's no wasted movements right everything is is important but then you still see guys doing like rondos look there there's there's a, a time and place for like rondo movements stuff like that but if if we could give you an insight into Bob Bradley and his staff style of training everything is with the ball everything is with an eye to playing in a game there's no movements when they say no wasted movements I think what they mean in their parlance would be no wasted movements in the fact that I don't want you doing something that I don't think you're gonna do in the game. So that's why there's Getting not the good like, habits. Yeah, there's no like weird straight line stuff. There's no like station to station drills per se. Everything is with an eye to movement that's movement that's a, that you're gonna do in the game. Like we watched earlier, Bob stopped literally stopped practice to yell at them to tell them take a touch here. The reason why I want you to take a touch here is because yesterday in training someone didn't do this in a time when you need to take the right amount of touches. You need to be moving with the ball in the run. So we're training you to move with the ball in the run, take touches, and then do this movement. And that's that's I mean that's probably the best way to to yeah. say child training goes throughout the week. Absolutely, and Bob and the coaches very well prepared. Yeah, you could see them. You know, at no wasted motion against against them. They've come. They're very well planned out and how they're going to do it. Uh, the way they run these guys in in the partnerships they create with the guys and who plays on one in the uh, in the quick 
game time experiences that they will have. But uh, it's uh, it, it's really cool to see, it, and that's exciting because we've been waiting. I mean, the long, the, sh- the off season short, but it, it always feels so quick, and we're always ready to get back started again. A lot of things happened, and uh, let's talk about uh, what's happened with MLS. They've added some, they added four players in the Super Draft, and Correct. it's going to be look. It's this. You look for that diamond in the rough. Right. LAFC did their due diligence. A lot of guys with international uh, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And they're training here, and it's a good chance for LAFC to see if they can find somebody, and maybe they do. We've seen a couple guys that were pretty impressive, and it's also a chance for these guys to train for LAFC. So it's like a win-win situation. So, I mean, that's a small part of the offseason. But for me, I think a lot of people would say, oh, LAFC, that Tristan Blackman, and he's the guy that they picked very high, and now he is a part of that starting 11. And It took some time. It took some time. Really, that's the one situation. Peter Lee Vassell... Um, Fourth round pick from last year didn't really um, quite immerse himself the way that Tristan did, and now you have a new group. But a lot of the guys that were rookies, they stood around, and uh, really Javi Perez was old. He had an injury here, but these are guys mm-hmm. that have kind of uh, embraced this situation, and if you approach it the right way, and they come here, and you could see them. Their eyes are sizes are saucers mm-hmm. to be able to practice with a team like this that's already gained such a mystique. Yeah, I think two things on the on the draft topic. One is, and, and you've been getting it, and I've been getting a lot of my mentions, is the talk of international spots. Everyone who wants to know, how's LAFC going to fit all these international guys? I would say now, do not worry about it. There's First of all, compliance for international spots is only for MLS, and there's a lot of time between now and the start of the MLS season. You can trade for international slots. These are not set things. These are details that can be worked out in the two months that we have until until the first first match. So I would say don't worry March about that. March 1st. March 1st. The other, th- the other thing is, is kind of what you brought up. The guys are trying to hit the ground running. It's interesting to me, um, like if we talk about a guy like Tristan, he comes in at a time when that's probably a good time for a young player to come in and learn the ropes. But the jump between year one to year two, those rookies had to, had to be that much farther along to make the team. And, and some, like you said, some of them stuck on. Now in year three, man... I mean, you got to be coming with some real legitimate yeah. talent or have something that really catches a coach's eye because, look, we, we're at the, the point in our roster build where if you're not moving the needle, you're not a player that can make this team better, we don't have time to carry you along. We really don't. So I, I just think that that's interesting. It's, it's time and place. You know, obviously, it's an honor to be drafted. It's an honor to be drafted by the reigning Supporter Shield winners in a team like LFC. But in some ways, you got to look at it and say, man, where am I going to fit in? I'm already behind the eight ball because this team is so far along and I have to do something. Yeah, I, but I, I think there's a lot for those those guys can benefit individually by training here at LAFC because that reputation that now we head into year three, every all the, all, all the standards are up. Mm-hmm. We know it. And now there is this level of what you know after two years from LAFC delivering and exceeding in what they were hoping to provide here on the field the academy players arrived we couldn't really have them immersed in practice they were too young yeah but after developing this uh these academy players for two years now they're at the age where they can practice with the first team that helps the big picture because eventually lafc will have this full academy they they might have uh a second team that they could play out there and then that is a, is a game changer it's not there yet but to see that development when we were here in year one all right and it was you know everything Everything was quite separated, but now it all feels like that umbrella is covering it all in a really nice way. And now you see the payoff for these academy players, and that's fantastic because these could be the the guys who play for LAFC in two, three, four years, or make do really well somewhere else. Well, and for those supporters that have have been around since before there was a team, before there was a stadium, before there was a jersey, these academy kids were LAFC to them, which is that's why it's so cool. You know, the supporters used to go out 
and they used to watch those games as if they were professional games because these were the the kids that they were hoping would be professional someday. And they again, they were physically LAFC. There was no LAFC. That was the Academy that was our kids. team. It was basically it. And so it is cool to now see some of those guys kind of matriculate along. Um, and like you said, look, man, it, the the one thing that's really cool about LAFC is we are a team that that spends money and goes after talent, does things. But we like to make sure to maximize every single avenue right yep. an academy uh, like you said soon maybe there will be a second team that that bridges the academy with the first team obviously we're, we're big on scouting I, I do I really do like that that we do our due diligence in every way and we don't just say uh, we're just the big boys we buy big players I it just it feels more no. like a club in that way in that in a, a international global club in that aspect when you do it that way I've, I may have buried the lead too. We are going to be joined by Adama Diomande in a little bit. We're going to talk to him. He's been training. Dio. We're looking excited. He's uh, he's excited to be with us too from what we're hearing. Uh, number one question I have for Dio. On Twitter, he put out, should it be Diomande or Dio on the back of his jersey? I want him to answer that for us today. I love that. And I hope he correctly he picks the correct answer. Oh, is there? It is. In there Max Bredos' mind, is there a correct It's got to be Dio because that comes with a marketing uh, uh, and PR push to it for a lot of reasons just look at the north end there's a do sign am i wrong it's ronnie james do but it's still do and you connect that's those true. two there's that's a fantastic two-pole banner that's true. i love that one so we're going to be joined by him we're just kind of going through everything that's because it's been a lot's happened and lafc hasn't been an idle partner i think with the development of the the academy what you know fc dallas real salt lake they've built their teams on academy those are both playoff teams mm-hmm. and you could see fc dallas and Real Salt Lake not only build on their academy, but those players in that academy are elsewhere doing very well. Certainly in the case of Dallas, Real Salt Lake, I saw uh, Buffalo Salcedo who was with them. He was starting for Pumas in Mexico and he scored a great goal. Great goal. So there is such a potential that, and remember where we are, and these are the most fertile grounds uh, here in Los Angeles where so many great players started there. And I, I always say I drive around and the level of play I see from kids that are probably from 11, 12, 13, blows your mind they're going at an electric pace there's no messing around if you don't have it by 12 uh you're off the back wheel go find another sport this is what la will do and i think you look forward to having um some guys that are from los angeles part of this team that could be two three four years and it could be one of the big stars homegrown la born and bred and i think that's an exciting development for a team down the road as well with regards to this. You know you know, people are going to go nuts, that, yeah. that first kid that makes it, that we remember. That again, like I said, maybe it's a kid that has been here since before there was a first team player and he finally makes it to the first team. I don't know. It but may- there's guys on other teams that, that are really good that have come to these academies. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, so there's two ways you look at your academy, Multiple right? teams. You lose your, the digits on your hand. We have, hello, Mike Sorber as wait, he walks wait, by. Mike Sorber? We just brought up Pumas. There's another Pumas legend. Yeah. LAFC coach one, one, Mike of the, one of the first to, to, yeah. to crack that Mexico, uh, an American player in Mexico. No, not said enough. Should should be a U.S. Soccer Hall of Famer, but we can get into that another time. Let's get into it now. <laughs> but but with, with the academy, I think I think for for a lot of teams for a while they looked at it as maybe like their goodwill in the community, and the ca- academy does a lot of goodwill in the community. But man, it can be a weapon. It can be an apparatus for you to get players up to a level. Yeah. And, and it, but you have to have. This the, you have to have a perseverance. You have to know that it's a long game. It's a competitive game, but it's a long game. You have to make the right moves, but you have to be able to take the good with the bad. And I think too many MLS teams just said, "Well, we have it, we have it." Yeah, no. And now, but now we're seeing the fruits of some MLS teams like FC. Da- I mean, I think FC Dallas probably does it the best. Red Bulls also up there. You said RSL. 
put together quite the a team New of academy York, players. I think the New York is a good one because you look at the big population centers, and both the Red Bulls and New York City FC are doing a really nice job with that, mm-hmm. and they have the eyes of big European clubs, and yeah. they have brought they have bought players. Uh, Tyler Adams certainly one at the top of that list. Yeah. So there you go. Everyone could use a Tyler Adams. Let's good, t- good, good academy. We 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 do need to do more academy this year, and we will. I but I I want one of my goals for the season since we're since we're in the mood of 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 being in January and and uh, resolutions is to to try to do more check ins with the academy. Maybe we do like more of a monthly thing where we really try to get an idea because. Look, these kids are. It's always good to be to know before everyone else. It's good to know before everyone else, and on top of it, these these kids literally are on the cusp. We are on. We are at that point where we're like putting the last planks of the bridge between the academy and the first team, and it, that's exciting times. Okay, so we move from the academy to another area where LAFC has grown and just blown the doors off of every other advances from clubs, any expectation, and the scouting and execution of what they've been able to do is quite frankly breathtaking to see what they've done with young South American players. We now have at LAFC seven under the age of 22. Wow. All well regarded. Yeah. Uh, so Jose Cifuentes, Poncho Ginella, Ginella from Uruguay, Cifuentes from Ecuador. So by if you're counting at home, three Uruguayans, mm-hmm. two Colombians, two Ecuadorians. Wow. Seven, and these are guys that are the could be big parts of the current, as they already are, or the future LAFC. These are players that already um, are in the eyes of top European clubs, and LAFC have competed with European clubs for their signature. And the scouting department, which we've given credit to here, you give them all through the roof, but the fact that they do it over and over again just shows you the standing of LAFC in South America, that this is a destination because sometimes I think I, I think initially you say, oh, we have three or four. That's great. And then you go, mm-hmm. then you have seven. Seven. I go, where do you play all these guys? But, three that have broken in on their full national teams. Yes, and they're all, some aren't here right now. They're involved in hopefully qualifying for the Olympics with their squad. I think in Brian Rodriguez, I spoke to Jorge Ramos, who's the preem- one of the preeminent voices in uh, Spanish language TV. He's from Uruguay, and I brought up uh, the players. He said, Brian Rodriguez is the best young player we have right now. I go, well, you have one who's doing really well in Real Madrid. He goes, I put him, he puts him right up there with uh, these these guys like a Fede Valverde. But this is what LAFC is doing, and you can only imagine that this this conveyor belt, that's terrible. I don't like that expression, but... No, it makes it seem too transactional. I think that's that, but that's the thing to maybe point out because it does. When we start to say we start to bulk up the numbers, we're like seven, eight guys. We're like, oh man, they're just going down and just plucking talent. But I think one key thing to note, and I think it comes with the fact that these are guys that have come to the attention of big clubs, come to the attention of world clubs. I mean, you don't have to dig deep to find these guys' highlights. No. They're guys that are known quantities, and I think uh, scouting scouting goes a long ways. I mean, we're, we're definitely finding guys that fit our system. And things like that. So I, I don't want to belittle the scouting part of it, but I, I do want to say that maybe the relational aspect of it is something that does get swept under the rug because it's it's not just something where we just show up and and throw a bunch of money down. I mean, we have our scouts on the ground that one they can vouch for the player's ability, but we can see it. I mean, we see them at the U twenty World Cup. You can see it. You don't have to go far for that. But they're also vouching for the character, of the type of guys there, the relationships that they're creating down there. Um, when you got guys like, let's just take Jose Cifuentes, who was rumored to be in the crosshairs of Manchester City, of a Celtic, of a Watford, of a Lecce. Um, those are teams that like they uh, clearly have clout. So there's money. So money is is not 
the deciding factor at this point. It has to be the relationships that we're creating and the ability for the guys, familiarity these yeah, guys the have when they go down there where other MLS clubs may try and they're and you have to go through that process. Guys, guys starting to know that when they come to LAFC, hey, we're we're not just selling you on the money, we're selling you on a promise of playing in a football team, playing in a way that you can move on. They go, look, none of the, I won't say none. If these guys do come here and they stay for long periods of time, as John Thorington said, good for them. If it's good for the club and it's good for them, we will welcome that. However, if they come here and it's good for the club and good for them then to move forward, that's also great for us. And that's that's what we're, we're selling them on. And that's a relationship that you you cannot underestimate because, look, anyone can show up to your door and offer a couple million bucks and say, Hey kid, come here. You play well. We'll move you on to Europe. But to, you got to really believe it, because look, for all intents and purposes, there's not a ton of actual instances of doing that. Miguel Almiron is pretty much the one and only. Yeah. Tyler Adams is a homegrown. He's not a guy that we took from his family and moved him halfway across the world and then got got him to sit, you know realize his dream. So Davies, it's, Davies, yeah, it's but he had another home, homegrown as well. So I mean, Miguel Almiron's the one. Look, I think in the coming years we're going to see a lot, lot more. But you're still, you're still basically in that kind of beta phase where you're saying like, look, this is what we think we can do. So for them to trust our scouting team, our guys with relationships, John Thorrington, the the type of this, what the staff is putting together, I think it speaks volumes more so than just the fact that yeah, we found a rich vein of. <laughs> of yeah. good South American kids, and now other MLS teams are going there. And I, I think I think one thing to to note is, the more MLS teams go there, the more prices are going to go up. So it's going to get harder. But look, if you're already on the, in the ground floor and you have the relationships, it's a little different than being transactional and just saying, "Hey, come here. Here's the money. Let's go." Look, you're you're going to get a much better price to buy these guys if you get them from their club in Ecuador or Uruguay or Colombia than you do if it goes to a Mexican team and then you buy them from there. You know, a lot of players now coming to MLS from Mexico, uh, like Raul Ruiz Diaz did to Seattle, and then Edison Flores just came to D.C. United. But the, the price tag goes up. They're right. a little bit older players, obviously. Yeah, how do you find Raul Ruiz But you're trying Diaz. to beat them to the punch. You're trying to beat yeah. Morelia. Before or, he's at Morelia. How do you find that yeah. player? That's what you're looking for. Exactly. So, And one thing to, to say, and I, I just realized that when you said it, these, these are young kids far away from home, and there's a, very, there's a comfortable situation with them here and everyone you can see they're incorporated and included maybe this happens at every club we do it too we say hi we we see these young players and we'll, we'll i still have to make introductions to sifu and poncho but mm-hmm. uh, we will get our chance to do it but just remember that and as our fans to remember that these are young kids a long way from home uh, in an incredibly exciting but you know scary new new adventure so yeah between between moving halfway across the world and then what we know of what they get fed on that pitch their heads are gonna right. be swimming and you kind of touched on it too is like look this the whole makeup of lafc is to is to be profitable as well you want to be successful but you have these seven players all at some point all of them will probably be uh in the crosshairs of a big european club and if the price is right a player will be sold mm-hmm. maybe two or three players will be sold mm-hmm. and that's why you want to have seven right. to, to to cover uh, what would happen if eventually these guys uh, the the offer is is too good to pass up. Yeah, we're not sh- and we're not shying from it. it not shying. This is nor not, should you. It's funny because we're we're saying this on the podcast and it's just you and I, Max. Yeah. We we don't make any of these decisions. Not yet. Yeah, none of them's happened. We're not just yet. saying because you said prepare yourself because it's it, it's probably going to happen. But I would tell you this: if John Thornton was sat down next to us, we would not have to whisper these things yeah. because these are. That's not, why I brought up. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, they're not. Whis- <laughs> no, what I'm saying is it's not like we whisper these in the hallway. Everyone knows this is going to happen. 
and it's part of the plan. So it, what's cool is it, it, we're preparing for it. We're ready for it. It's not like we're going to go, oh, man, came out of nowhere. I can't believe, yeah. a, can't believe a guy wanted to go on and play at, uh, in England and play in the Premier League. No, no, we know what they want. And, again, if it's good for the club, good for the player, we will find the right avenues because we know that we can do it again. We can recreate these, these circumstances, yeah. and we can do it again. And I, I, I love that confidence. I love that, uh, that brash kind of, like, puff your chest out a little bit, right? Yep. Like you say, it's time for MLS teams to not – look, one of the reasons why maybe we suffer against League MX teams, man, they, they throw their weight around. They're, they're, not, they're not afraid. They're not afraid to go out there and make risks on guys and sell players and, and pick up new players. Maybe it's about time. Yeah. I, I love what, by the way, as a league, what we're doing um, to get in the eyeballs of Mexico. Obviously, Carlos Vela and then Alan Polito. We'll see about Chicharito getting players from Mexican clubs to come here. That didn't really happen because the money wasn't there. It's, it's cool because we see these, these ties that bind and they're starting to grow and that rivalry is going to grow. And if you can beat these teams or make news with Mexican players, that's going to resonate in a place where they're absolutely bonkers about the sport. So we cover, I think one other thing. We did pretty good there. I, I don't even know good. how long we're, we're long. Uh, a, little, a little over 20 minutes. All right. Well, let's just talk about a pretty one, good segment. Uh, the preseason schedule is also out there. Uh-huh. Um, the big game is Peñarol, Peñarol, which will be on the 25th. Yes, twenty fifth Bank of California Stadium. Go to LAFC. At night. Dunk. I know at you night. had plans that night, Max. But yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all over the place. I'm gonna be a little bit at the stadium. I have to go to his other plans as well. Um, I have a guy. Man of the people, Max Bredos. Yes, I gotta check out a couple fighters over where I know at this Bellator event at the Forum. It's gonna be a good. Uh, it's gonna be a good evening. A couple be, fighters. What do you got? I, a, what do you got? A smoker no, going just, on? No, it doesn't. What's going on here? <laughs> just for, to check them out. Just wait, out of support. Wait. For those that don't know what a smoker is, it's like an unsanctioned like. <laughs> <laughs> fight underground fight. I, don't, I don't mean. I don't mean. I just want to go see them. But I wanted to reach out to the thirty-two fifty-two because last year at the friendly against Vissel Kobe, I got to sit in the north end and participate. You did. That was. And when I'd we like came to do that again. Like smoke. I'd like to do that again, but I have to make this day work. But make sure you're out there. It's against Peñarol, and this is a club that we have relations with because of two signings of Brian Rodriguez. We'll talk about. We know what Peñarol is, though. Aside, talk about what Peñarol is. In the global aspect of it, you know, yes. Peñarol's a big name. This it's is, not just because of our relationship. This is a club laced in antiquity. This is a club that's uh, over a hundred years of being successful in Uruguay, being a place to develop young players, being a place where they've won trophies. I don't have the the numbers in front of me, but fifty Uruguayan Primera Division championships. Wow. What about a Libertadores? I think it was three or four. That's still amazing. That is a lot. I mean, no, nobody. I mean, obviously, you got your Rivers and Bocas, who I think are probably in the they didn't sell their seven. players. They probably get eight or nine. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's a it's a club that does that. He's done very well. But I think they 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 like LAFC are black and gold. They have uh, this is a great opportunity because we have seen the benefit of having a relationship with Peñarol and everyone that's come with it. And I think Peñarol sees it too. And that's uh, that's exciting to to. To strengthen those relationships through a game. We, we had Dortmund. We had Vissel Kobe. I think Dortmund, I really felt this incredible situation. Vissel Kobe, it was, uh, it was there too. I think ben, we can have a chance to really have a special night with Peñarol and lock it down. Yeah, I think it's too, it's, it's cool because it's two clubs. And I, I think the reason why we, we felt Dortmund was a little bit different than no, no disrespect to Vissel Kobe, but the, it's two clubs with, with kind of like they, they know exactly who they are and where they want to go and who they, who they want to be. So, and Mark Anthony K just popped in real quick. Yeah, I, uh, but uh, I think that's what's so cool, and I think that's that's why it's cool to kind of you know we we've we've got our uh, Dortmund in in Germany, you know now in, in Peñarol in Uruguay, just kind of to make these 
connections with teams that know who they are, know where they want to be, and know where they stand in the soccer landscape and just kind of tighten those bonds. I think that's yep. pretty cool. A lot of other clubs that are popping their head here from time to time, and that's a good... And we pay people visits. People came through the office yes. the past couple of days. And big clubs that you people would know the names of, we will not share Right, those. and some of the members of our club have traveled to other clubs mm-hmm. to uh, exchange ideas from whatever it is, whether it's playing, whether it's something off the field. Uh, that's all happening, and that's how you get better. And that's how all you see hit the ground running when they started here in MLS. There'll be three MLS teams. I think three MLS teams wrap up the preseason. A couple of those will be closed door. And yes. this is all building towards February 18th Correct. when they travel to Leon to take on Leon in the CONCACAF Champions League. Leon played this weekend, so their season's already begun. I, I try to watch as much as I could. They looked really good. Cruz Azul, who could be a quarterfinal opponent, I saw them. They didn't look as good. And America Tigres... American Tigres rounded up. America did not play. Uh, they were also involved in the late finish of the uh, the Apertura tournament, mm-hmm. which was won by Monterrey. And then Tigres did. I think they had a scoreless game. So wah, wah. we might see them all. We might see just one. But uh, I'll say this. Leon is Cruz going Azul's to... playing. We might not see them if we make it to the next round. Which means Portmore United. Oh, trip to Jamaica. Jamaica for let's the quarterfinals. go. 32-52 <laughs> away days in Jamaica. I'm ready for it. Uh, one, of the, one of the stories, though, that you brought up, uh, uh, people were visiting. I believe it was Christian Lau, our head technology. Yeah. What, what is this? What is Christian? He was in, he was in Austria. Technology. He was in Austria. Red Bull. Red Bulls. Yeah. And they. The story was that he he saw the stadium and he said, "Oh, do you, do you have safe standing?" And they said, "Yeah, well, you know, they stand." And and, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, "Oh, really?" He goes, "Yeah." And then the response was, "Well, we have a pretty good contingent of fans that come and stand. They're not like your thirty-two fifty-two." Said that. I almost need to almost need to drop the mic. I mean, that's one of the highest compliments from. Right. From uh, you know Red Bull, who who is always in Austria and Germany, they maybe don't like those teams because they're newer teams and yeah. they, they don't appreciate. You know, they really like their history. But you have an American in manager of, in terms of a team that has put hit the ground running and gone. Red Bull is, does some cool things and they know and selling. Yeah, they know some- who they are. They know the football that they want to put out. So I think that that is a high high. Yeah. Former compliment from uh, to to yeah. that Christian shared with us. That was a pretty cool story. That's on my list. I want to check out a Red Bull Salzburg game. Say hello to say hello to Jesse Marsh and see Jesse a Marsh, team yeah. that's on the emergence because um, Holland, the striker, they sold for a ton. Uh, the Japanese midfielder's name escapes me. They sold for a ton. He's going to uh, Mina, Liverpool. Mina Mono? Mono. Mina Mono, Yes. Yep. Liverpool. So, look yeah. At there's this. a few guys that. that and the, but the, the like we were talking about earlier, they just. They know. They move them, and then there's they probably already have guys ready to go. I mean, that's how you operate. That's remember, how the top clubs operate. Remember, that's where Sadio Mane came from. Correct. Unbelievable. So uh, it's thirty two fifty two comes up in so much now. Which hats off. Friday I was at uh, Free Play. Spent some time. We're doing like a a, a new show idea where we're going to give the voice to uh, members of the thirty two fifty two. They came out and I stuck a microphone in their face, which was very rude, but they were absolutely wonderful as always and uh just another part another group we talk about the academy and the fans we're all gonna try and bring it all together and make it one big happy family which it is already but happier yeah you're gonna try to we're gonna try to be out there uh black and gold fridays more right is that is that uh, the plan i guess so that's the plan yeah i want to perform i want to have like a stage where i can perform and be part of come to free play for oh, lfc yeah, black and gold so, uh, there's and been see, rumors that max has been really max, working hard to get carlos cadishak carlos cadishak perform live to, to come out there i guess I gotta, your, that's your a relationship lot of, is yeah some visa issues to get him over and so forth but we'll see what we can do all right all right so uh all right well i think we covered a lot of bases we covered a lot of bases i mean we, Did we forget anything Shh. 
should we should we talk a little bit more about Jose Cifuentes or should we should we get to our come back with our interview? If you have something to add about Jose Cifuentes that we should know. But he's like just so we know what we it's a it's a a deeper line midfield guy, good passer. Good passer. Uh, and, and, and he can get he can get forward. Active guy. I I would actually say he's more of a a mediano. He's more of a guy in the middle that's going to go forward farther. He can play deeper. Um, and he can play deeper because he's active. But I think he, one of his good characteristics is he wants to be near the ball. So he's active in the fact that if he sees a play he can make, he's going to go make it. And maybe a deep line guy, you, you want him to stay a little bit farther. Um, good passer. Obviously has uh, quite the shot. Won a goal of the tournament for the U20 yeah. tournament. Of first FIFA, goal by the way, FIFA posted that goal yesterday and said, hey, uh, C. Fuentes is going to, and they tagged LAFC. I put this in my write-up. I have a write-up of three takeaways on him that can give you a little more depth. Uh, that goal was also included in the top 10 goals across all of FIFA for 2019. Wow. I have a feeling people are going to like him a lot. I think he just because of that point of being around the ball so much, those are the kind of players people like because then the coaches like him. He goes, look, he's in on a play. He's in on another play. Mm-hmm. He's in on another play. I think the coaches will like him. I think the fans will like him. Look, when you think about the 32-52, you think about the energy that they bring, he's that type of player that when they get louder, he's going to get louder on the pitch. I think it's just going to be a nice marriage between the two and the way that we want matches to go, especially at home. And then, obviously, when we're going to be playing in these international games, he's going to have, he's going to have a say in some of these games. Great time to invest in Ecuadorian football. Uh, we have Chiqui Palacios and Jose Cifuentes. Ecuador making incredible strides in the under-20s. And they made a semifinal, is that correct? They made a semifinal under-20 World Cup. They won the South American Championships You're right. under-20. And both Chiqui and Jose Cifuentes were on that team. Some great players in that competition uh, all over the world. Uh, great teams. I saw the South Korean team. The African teams are great. The European teams, obviously, are always going to be there as well as the top teams from South America. So Ecuador has been qualifying for World Cups, not recently in the last couple, I don't think, but their youth team says this is a this is a power on the rise, and LAC is getting a taste. And I think one, one more note on Jose, Jose Cifuentes. He's not here, will not be here for a little bit because he, like oh, good, Pancho good. Janela, like Diego Rossi, like our uh, two Colombians, Eduard Atuesta and Eddie Segura, are all taking part in the pre-Olympic tournament in Colombia. Uh, the top two teams will qualify to play Tokyo that summer. Um, so he is playing for Ecuador, the U23. So the soonest we'll probably see him here is maybe first week of February. I know people are worried about that. I would say this. At least you have players in a spot where they're playing games that where something is on the line, where there's something that to play for. I would say, yes, it's not ideal that they're, they're not going to be here, but they already fit the mold of kind of what we're looking for. I think the one thing that you want more than anything is you want them to play, you, but you want them to come back healthy. As long as they come back healthy and they are in uh, this state, because they're going to have to be reviewed by our training staff, they're in a state where they can get back out and train when they come back, I think they can hit the ground running. It's not, I don't think it's too much of a worry as opposed to maybe a guy that comes late that's just been sitting around and he, you get him into camp really late. Okay, I would add this too. Two teams from South America qualify, right? So the seeing Ecuador or Colombia, where we have an investment in, and Uruguay, mm-hmm. uh, make it. Um, we obviously want these guys to fulfill and go to become Olympians and have a chance to get a medal. But if they don't, there is also a Copa America there. Correct. And because there was a Copa America last year, this is the kind of Copa America where some of the senior players may find a way not to go. Yes. Which opens the door for the under twenty three. So if they don't qualify, just be pre- prepared. It's a very busy South American summer, and maybe Diego Rossi or Eduardo Tuesta somehow maybe C. Fuentes finds a way on the senior team. Or but they all kind of been prying around that anyway. Luis Suarez is is injured. He's out. Would be for four months. So he would be 
racing for fitness to get in the end of the season, to get in that tournament. So Here's yeah. breaking news. Luis Suarez will not be at the Copa America. How do you like that? I think you're probably right. <laughs> but Brian, Don't but, check my sources. But, you know, Brian, Brian Rodriguez, we can almost pen him in. He so is a full international. That's, that's a month that he would miss. And, yeah, maybe that op- makes an opening for Diego. Again, we want these guys to do well, but, you know, it's a big year for LAFC, so we also want to keep seeing them in black and gold as much yes. as we can with a consistent basis. Let's just hope maybe half, three and a half. Yeah, let's work out right a, here for let's the work summer. Out a deal. <laughs> let's work out a deal. No less than that. All right, good stuff. I think we covered a help, very helpful for you as we get you ready for the next set of the season, which will get us into the preseason. When we return, we will be talking with Adama Diomande. The big question, what will be on the back of his shirt? Find out next. Back here on Inside LAFC, and as we uh, we promised, here he is, Adama Diomande, joining us. Good to see you. How's uh, how's it been to be back, back in training? Uh, good to see you guys too. Uh, happy to be back. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to happy be back. I know you're happy to be okay. Happy to be back. <laughs> yeah. Not happy to see us. I'm happy to see you guys. Okay. I'm happy to see people, even if I don't know you so well. But I'm happy to see everyone because I know your faces. So Dio comes up and says he knows your name. He goes, "Hello, Max. It's very, it's very warm." Yeah. Yeah. Before seeing you. <laughs> Well, okay, so before we kick anything off, yeah. I, 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 I posited this question because we, we did a little segment before you came on. Okay. On Twitter, you posted, should I put Dio or Dio Monday yeah. on the back of your kit? Yeah. I, if, if you want to share with us, break the news, what you've decided. I would love it if you share it on our podcast. Yeah, on the pool, I would say it was uh, almost 68% with Dio on the back. So then it's Dio on the back then. That's, that's it. That's it. So I let uh, I let the people to to choose. So yeah. You know uh, you have the the Dio banner in the north end. Yeah. So Dio it is then. And uh, yeah, I'm ready for that. This is exciting. We don't yeah. get to break this kind of news yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> the real news. Yeah. What would you truly like to see on your back? Because everyone calls you Dio. Yeah. That was Dio. Is nice. I like that. Easy. Three letters. <laughs> Even cheaper in store too. You know. <laughs> so, uh, so instead of Diamanda, so yeah. Look, I don't, this is a question I was going to ask a little bit later, but I'm curious because I, I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. And I see you in your G. I thought it was called a G. A G? G, yeah. G, G. G, G. I should know this because I cover the sport. <laughs> so tell us a little about what's going on. You enjoying it? The mixed martial arts, the jujitsu? Yeah, I love. Uh, <laughs> I, I love fighting, you know. So since I was, uh, this is information we need to get out. Yeah, I love I love fighting. I've been following boxing and martial arts, MMA, everything. So I like to do stuff. So BJJ was up in the corner, and I just wanted to try it out. So, so I got my white belt, but still I'm learning, you know. So right. It's a good coordination with the the soccer I play here. So more loser and. Uh, more technical now without the ball, so, so it does help you though. It helps this me, without it, it's a lot of techni- technical stuff by grabbing and holding and all this stuff to get away from players and stuff. So that's 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 my secret. I don't want to tell you so much about it. <laughs> so. You didn't hear any of this, but that's why you get the gee. You gotta get those guys' hands off of it. Yeah. yeah. So. But uh, on 2020, on the list of things to do, me and you, a UFC event. Are you down? For sure. Yes? Yes. All right. 
Good. Yeah. That's going to be. We're going to do it. We're going to hit. Whether it's, who knows? It could be Las Vegas. It could be Sacramento. I don't know where they yeah. travel. They travel over the world now. All so it's over hard. the world. But most of the biggest fight is now even. Uh, yes. McGregor is next next week, I think. Yeah. You're going to watch that? Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Who wins it? McGregor or Cerrone? It's going to be difficult. Uh, Cerrone has been in the match. He's been in the game for a long time. And he's fighting the most of all yeah. fighters. You have like, he, t- he just takes the matches if he's just showing up. So. McGregor has been out for a long time, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how his conditioning is. So yeah, that's the, that's the main main thing. But it's gonna be a stand-up fight, so it's a boxing match. Yeah, almost. Uh, but with smaller gloves, you know, you never know. He's a fighter, so so. But I think I would go for McGregor because I think he have he, he's gonna show the people. Uh, why they miss him? So. Wait, has he been too quiet? I mean, the thing about him is you like to see him in these press conferences and getting people yeah. fired up and yeah. getting the fighters fired up. That gives him an edge. Yeah, he's a funny character, though. Uh, uh, he's a funny character. He doesn't he doesn't care, and and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he has a lot of confidence still if he's losing or not. So, so hopefully we're going to see a pretty good match and good stand up fight. So that's what I like. It's a little bit boring when you're on the ground always, right, but right. but last time he got choked by Diaz, so so that wasn't that wasn't funny for him. But now it's gonna be a exciting match, so hopefully it's gonna yeah, turn off that McGregor is winning the fight. So so we see, we we see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we got real analysis. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Look, man, everyone's coming in here like <laughs> we're, we're gonna do soccer. soccer. No, we'll talk about the fun stuff. No. <laughs> I mean, look, McGregor can starch him with one punch, but yeah, yeah. that's rough. It well, is. I want to deal. We've had you, we've talked to you throughout the week, and obviously, a lot of talk is looking forward. If I could, I want to go back to one moment that I just from the press box. You know where our press box is yeah, in that, yeah, in that corner. Yeah, from yeah. the press box, that Galaxy game, the second that you picked up the ball in yeah. that playoff win, that Galaxy match, there yeah. was there was like a magic, like uh-huh. an electricity. Yeah. And it was like, it, I literally, like, we started, we started, like, putting hands on each other, yeah. like, standing up. <laughs> what what was it like for you? Because, man, at, at this point, like, you have some of the most electric, like, in terms of sheer volume of noise that comes out of goals. Like, yeah. you have, like, two of the high, probably the loudest yeah. goals in, 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 in big. So, yeah. when, when you picked up that ball, I mean, how special is that for you? You're just like, this is mine. I'm going to run this. Oh, I've... I've been I've been running from people from the midfield a lot actually in my previous uh, clubs and stuff. So this people think it's kind of new, you know, that I'm running from the midfield and running all the way into the goal. And yeah, uh, I get the great touch in the middle, and I see uh, the defenders behind me, and I uh, couldn't get a better touch to, to get away from uh, Polenta, and and he's gone. So. When I take my first touch and he don't know where I'm taking my first touch, then I'm, he's gone and yeah, from there I'm just I'm just running towards the goal. I don't even look at my teammates or anything. I'm just thinking I'm gonna score that goal from here, and uh, yeah, I believe in my quality. Came back fresh and and uh, yeah, I was sprint I sprinted from everyone and coming towards to the goal and I'm just calm. Uh, I don't even think about anything else than uh, putting the ball in the net and yeah, chipping it. So. A very, yeah, very calm, calm finish and a calm turn in the middle and, yeah, just feel fresh. Yeah. I mean, it was like, a, it was 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Chopping guys up. Yeah. And then, yeah, you you literally, like, you have to bring yourself yeah. back down in that moment. Yeah. I'm wondering, obviously, so Galaxy match, 
probably one some of the most fun that you guys got to have all season mm. just with the weight of the match everything yeah. to get that off yeah. your back i'm wondering though i mean even though the season ended up not the way you guys wanted did you get a chance to to watch any of the like the stuff that we put out with just like what is it like to see you know i know there was a one video after you scored where somebody was up i think in the bar up in that north end and you yeah. just see people <laughs> just like the the sheer yeah. joy yeah. and like the emotion that that comes that out big one. that was a big one yeah i mean obviously for you there, there's an emotion you like you knew like that was the you're like sealed it thanks good night see you guys later yeah. but then you know just after the fact just to get getting to watch that and maybe i'm sure you have some people that come up to you and say hey man i was at that game mm. um because i know just a lot of supporters for them it was like it for you guys i know it was a, a block in front of you needed yeah. to get past yeah, the yeah. galaxy yeah. but there were supporters that like tears just mm. tears of yeah, joy of yeah, we didn't win the other games against Galaxy, and it was the first game we won, and we finally uh, took them out when we, yeah, when we first uh, when it first mattered, you know, especially in the playoff game, and when we drew drew them, I was happy, you know, I was thinking now it's our time, you know, and uh, yeah, while I was sitting on the bench, I was just looking around and seeing the fans. They were, you know, they wanted that the, that day, you know, and. Uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a nice game. We're leading 2-0 and they're coming back 2-2. And then I'm coming in and of course I'm getting uh my 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 heart is just pumping more, you know. I just I just wanted to win that match and uh and also looking at the fans uh, at the video after the games and the cheering and stuff and that, that's different, you know. You don't see that often in Europe that we have cameras in between the stadium, you know, and uh, that's different with LAFC, you know. And uh, I'm just happy we have a lot of good camera camera guys here. That <laughs> we'll let them know that you said that. Else, you know, you know. So uh, I'm just happy that we won that match, and if, it just felt great, you know, after that match, and everyone was happy, and yeah, yeah, it was great. You've been here like a it's pushing two years soon. You've been in LA a year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. So you look at the city, you look at the club. What is, what is more familiar to you that's made things feel more like this is you know, place where you live. This is your home. This is your club. <laughs> that's difficult to say. Actually, uh, I asked some difficult questions. But you know, but, but what are the things you do on a regular? I mean, obviously, you mentioned the fighting, and there's some things that you do that make you, the, the yeah, creature comfort. I love, I love watching the NBA. I've been following the NBA a lot, and it's very difficult to follow NBA when in Europe, when it's time to go to sleep. There, they're starting the match, you know. So the the different of the hours. Now I can watch some sports. I don't even have to stay up all all night, and I don't have time to that, you know. So now I can follow the I can follow the sports I love, and uh, yeah, basketball, MMA, yeah, you name it. So so NFL. So everything, everything. So you can follow it. And NFL too. And just being around so such a great people around here, and uh, coming into work, and have the sun up there always. <laughs> uh, it's not always too cold there, and uh, yeah, I'm just grateful to be here, and grateful to be in such a great city, and. And uh, the bad things only here is just the traffic. That's all I would say. Right, the so, traffic stinks. So, so. <laughs> what about I've been preparing for the new season, and this is different because you have uh, international competition coming up, mm. and you know we've watched the training. We just noticed that it was it's you know it's no mess around. You're getting into it. Yeah. There's uh and we know Bob and they want to do well in this tournament. So how's that been con- conveyed to you about how to address the beginning of the season? 
Yeah, the beginning of season is always difficult, I would say. Uh, yeah, a lot of new faces. They need to know the system we're going to play. And, and of course, the coaching that Bob knows what to get out of each player, even if you're new or old, you know. So everyone needs to improve always. And, and uh, um, yeah, hopefully it's going to be a good test for us. And uh, I know the Mexican League started last, last week and, so they they are in head ahead of us, and of course we we're missing some players now on international duties, and yeah, yeah it's gonna be tough, you know. Uh, nothing is easy, and we're just pushing each other here, and uh, the people are who are who are here now, and we're just gonna just keep uh, improving, you know. And uh, everyone wants to do better than we did uh, last season, and yeah, we're just looking forward for it. So. So I'm excited. But you, you've told us you, you love that, the fact that you guys are coming out the gate with big games right away, like the, the competition aspect of it. That's, yeah. that's the, you know, the peak of the sport for you, it right? Is. So to be able to say, hey, we're going to be all in this together, mm. first thing right out the gate we got, uh, you know, it's two legs, but you can't slip no. in that first match. I mean, how, uh, have you had seasons where you've, you've started? I mean, most seasons, obviously, when you're in Europe, there's kind of a slow build, and then you mm. get into Champions League or you get into Europa League. Yeah. Have you had seasons where you've had to start, like, you need to be 100%, almost 100% right away? Actually, I don't think I have. Does that excite you then? So that yeah, you have to me, be? of course. Uh, uh, people have been training by their own, you know, uh, since end of November and all the way up to now, so... Uh, people are a little bit in more shape than they were the last wow. last year so so we had a plan so I don't want to spoil so much but <laughs> we we try to yeah, keep in shape and I think I'm more fitter now than I was last season in the preseason and and uh, I'm just exciting you know and uh, and I just yeah just want to do better than last year and uh, hopefully I think we have a chance to do even better so 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 with a lot of new guys, even we, I think we can uh, we can do much much better than we did last year. So, so it's a long off season, but obviously yeah. what you're telling us is you had to kind of keep that focus yeah. throughout and, yeah. and keep yourself fit. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you taking time to join us. I know you're yeah. going to head out and go home after <laughs> this. So we'll make you leave on this. Like I said, long off season, but you had to keep yeah. fit. But one thing you got to do, you told us you got to go to Hawaii, <laughs> and you were right. <laughs> And you were riding horses, and you said that people uh, were, I saw that. That was amazing. had interesting looks about your horses. Yeah, tell tell us a little bit about your 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 time riding horses. And you told us, man, you're I mean, deal regular cowboy. Like no. you you know how to ride a horse. This ain't your first rodeo. No, it's not, it's not my first rodeo for sure. And uh, where I live in uh, Oslo, I have a farm like five minutes from my place. So so I've been riding some horses sometimes just to chill out. So people don't know that. So. When I put up and now the, we do. <laughs> when I put up the photo on Instagram, people started laughing. You know, I knew people would start laughing because they think, "Ah, a black guy from uh, from Norway is he's riding horse or anything. He don't know anything about the horses and stuff." So all my friends was laughing right away. You know, so keep doing that though. Yeah, we'll keep doing that because I saw that. That's what we saw. We, we get a yeah. taste of what you like, and we let you know it warms our hearts. See on the horse or on the mat or yeah. doing some of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, people don't know. You know, so that's why I just everyone to wants to know that. more. Dio. Yeah. So I've been, I would say I've been, I've been, uh, I haven't, I haven't given everything to the people, you know, so, so I know this year it would, it would be more, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, just to know how how I, how I'm living in this city and outside the city. So so hopefully we come more. All right. So I have more more things to share. Good, and we'll bring we'll, we'll keep talking about it. So it's gonna be Dio on the back. Yeah. Number ninety nine in your program still. Yeah. All right. Good luck. We we look forward to seeing you uh, when we, we we start getting for real with the with the friendlies, and then heading into the season in the Champions League and Major League Soccer. Yes, thank you for having me. Good man. Thank you. No more horses for a while though. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, inside LAFC, Adama Diomande joining us here. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Spread it around. We're going to continue to have some great guests coming up as we get you ready with all the details, all the questions you might ask. We'll answer them here, most of them, on Inside LAFC. So, do you, a parting shot there, Vince. No, just thanks, Dio. Thanks, thanks. He's got, he's got uh, cooler pants than you do on. Dio looks like a million bucks. He is no. designered out. You do, man. He's looking very clean. Very nice. All right. We'll see you next time on Inside LFC.